Today's episode of Seahawks Man to Man is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think Seahawks tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal. See the view from where you are sitting and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. Remember on that 04 man, you had to stop Vic. That's what it was. He's just, he's special. I don't even know how to explain it. He's a special, special talent. He said, we know he had the arm strength. He's a pretty accurate, accurate thrower. He gets outside that pocket. Once he turns that corner, puts it on, it's, it's hard to stop him. Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. Chris, how at the people? What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kidd-206. And what you guys just heard there was Seahawks defensive end, or should I say tight end, uh, according to your report, <laughs> see that tweet, uh, Brandon Jackson discussing Lamar Jackson uh, torching the Seahawks today in uh, in a loss at CenturyLink. Another loss, man. They got to stop losing at home. Final score, 30-16. to 16. I believe that's the first time the Seahawks have lost by double digits since that Rams game in 2017 when the Rams just came here and got busy. You remember that? I remember that. Oh yeah, no, that was that was bad. Uh, Seahawks fall to five and two. Uh, the Ravens are a real deal, but more importantly, Chris, just as Brandon said, yo, Lamar Jackson is the real deal, like the real, real, real deal. And it's funny because me and uh, Aaron Fentress, the homie who also covers the Seahawks with me for the Athletic, shout out to the company once again. Uh, I said something before the game. I was like, yo, I think Lamar Jackson is the most elusive quarterback like ever. And he was like, already? And I'm like. Yeah, man. He's like, what about Vic? I'm like, yeah, Vic Vic was really fast, and Vic was really good at open space. But I was like, bro, Lamar Jackson is basically like a slot receiver. Like, the dude is so shit. He, he looks like Doug Baldwin making people miss, but then he's got straight line speed like Tyler Lockett. It's really kind of unfair. And this was all before the game. We're, like, Googling, like, 1,000-yard rushing seasons by quarterbacks. I think Vic has the only one because Vic was a cheat code. And then it's funny to hear Brandon be like, yeah, man. That was like Michael Vick. Quentin Jefferson also called him Michael Vick 2.0. Jadavian Clowney made a reference to Lamar Jackson being like Michael Vick. Like, nah, this dude is for real. And it's the second game in which the other teams, in the second loss, that is. And in both losses, it feels like they just had no answer for the other team's best player, which is kind of discouraging. Like, it was Alvin Kamara in the Saints game. They had no answer for him. Just forgot how to tackle. And today it was like, oh, you know, how are we going to stop Lamar? Uh, uh, We're not. And he runs for what is it? Hundred sixteen. A buck sixteen, which I think is really a buck nineteen. He took three knees. Oh yeah, at the end good of the, with that. At That's the end right. of the game, yeah, you got to factor in the kneel downs uh, as well. So really, he had like eleven carries for a buck nineteen. Whew. Averaging over eight yards a carry, he lived up to the hype as I being. I think that's that's is that ten yards a carry? 
Well, if you give him one nineteen, it's uh, we're let's bad do the math. math. One nineteen. I'm really bad at math. Divided by sixteen carries. No, it'd be eleven carries. Eleven. So ten point eight. Yeah. Oh God, that's bad. That's that that's real bad. Well, and he's leading the NFL and. Rushing yards per attempt at six point seven. We oh. shouldn't be too shocked, right? Um, no. See, here's here's the thing, <laughs> because if I was a defensive coordinator, you know, there, there's a few. I think we've talked about this on the show before too. There's a couple ways to approach things when you're a defensive coordinator. You you can like, uh, depending on who the best player is on the team, you can say something like, "Okay, cool. We're gonna make sure we make someone else beat us," right? Which is hard to do when it's the quarterback. But I think the last thing they tried to the tight end dropped all the passes. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> that, dude. He was open every time. He just dropped them, and he didn't get hit. He just dropped them. To KJ Wright made a great play, though. KJ had two pass breakups today, and that was great. He really got in there. But sorry to cut you off. Continue, Mike. No, that's a good. That is a good point. Mark Andrews had a lot of popcorn uh, <laughs> before the game. Jesus, but like, I, it's hard to decide. Like, okay, cool, we're gonna make someone else beat us when their best player is the quarterback. That's you know makes things difficult. But I think the last thing I would have wanted to do is let Lamar run. Yeah, that had to have been number one. The number one thing on the scouting report is how can you stop Lamar Jackson? Oh, we don't want him to run. We want him to beat him, beat us with his arm, which and I don't think he's really capable of doing. Well, he had an attempt today, but his guys couldn't catch, and Mark Andrews is main reason number one. He threw a touchdown to him that he dropped. I th- I still think that in terms of like guys who can come in here and win with their arm, I don't think. Lamar is on the list. I think he's really good, though. I well, think you he can know throw. What? I don't think he's a running back, but I mean, today doesn't. We talked about it before we jumped on the mic. They only has they only scored sixteen points offensively. Yeah, defensive touchdowns is what broke it open. Yeah, man, that's just terrible. Two defensive touchdowns, and Pete mentioned that in the post game that yeah, we gave we got hit ball twice that ended up with points. It's tough to win those games when you turn the ball over twice and you give up points yeah no it's not it's not wrong if i had to play some blame i, I wrote about uh well i wrote about it all it's all on the athletic right now but the first thing i did was write about lamar because when i when i was walking to the locker room i was like jesus lamar looked like a video game and he looks like a video game everywhere else i just for some reason i just didn't think a team with these linebackers uh would just let lamar just run all over him like that and it's not that they let him he's really that talented and sometimes you have to give credit where credit is due. Lamar is that talented. I think the Seahawks could have done more of a of a defense where they bring in a a faster guy. Maybe Marquise Blair drops down and plays a little bit more linebacker, and he's spying on him. You you take with the defense, with the offense is giving you try to take advantage of it. If they're gonna have Lamar back there and he has time to throw and no one's open downfield, you gotta have someone with the speed to cover him in a QB spot. No disrespect to Bobby Wagner, KJ. Linebackers nine times out of ten are not going to be able to keep up with a guy of his skill set. You have to think outside the box. Maybe even bring in my guy that can't see. We haven't seen much him of him. Who? Come on, Mike. Oh, Hugo. Hugo. Yeah. Maybe find a way to get him on the field where he can actually spy a Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that he can stop him, but you got to put speed on speed. And if you can do that, make those substitutions, you give your chance of you give your defense a better chance of maybe slowing him down and trying to figure him out. Because for the most part. On five attempts of scrambling, they were all positive yards. There wasn't one time that he scrambled and no gain. It was scramble, oh, five. Except oh, for the sack. There was one sack. Quote, Except for quote. the sack. When he fell down on his own. A little slippery there, but. Yeah, if he doesn't fall down, he's probably still running. Yeah, I mean, there, you just got a game plan for that 
and see about putting different guys situations. And they didn't do that today. I saw we did watch a play where Marquise Blair dropped down to cover three in a flat. We're unsure if Which that, is good though, because let's say he scrambled. they don't know if he's gonna scramble. Yeah. But let's say he did scramble to his left where Marquise would have been. Yes. And you have a guy there. I mean, I, Can he right. make the play? Uh, That's I don't the next know. Question. Lamar's but so good in space. I'd dog. rather have him there than a linebacker in any situation, especially with Lamar Jackson. Now it also depends on the the quarterback. I mean, against Carson Wentz, I think Bobby would win that is gonna win that nine times out of ten. Ten times out of ten, actually. I don't think Wentz is going to make a move and Bobby's going to miss. But against a guy like Lamar Jackson, you got to have guys that are quick and fast and can recover. Because we saw in that QB spy, Bobby made one false step. And sometimes that's all it takes is one false step. And it's a first down. Whereas if it was a Marquise Blair, maybe a McDougal who's healthy, that play doesn't happen. But I'm not here for the he say, she say and the what ifs. But I do believe the Seahawks did have a chance. It just ultimately didn't go their way today with those turnovers. Yeah, it it sucks when you don't and you let the other team's best dude just run all over you like that, especially when they play good in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, Marquise making his first start. How many yards did they have total with the running backs, Mike? Was it 80, 86 yards? Was it on twenty one carries for all running backs? For all uh, running yeah, backs? Mark Ingram had twelve for forty six. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards had eight for thirty five. I believe that's twenty carries for eighty six yards. Yeah, that's like four yards a four and some change. That's a really good job by Th- the Seahawks. That's like a no. Yeah, I mean it's slowing down the running backs. They did their part. Because Mark Ingram is usually 100 yards. Him and Chris Carson are, are the same and to an extent, except Chris Carson has more speed. But these guys are brutal, and the Seahawks handled him pretty well today. He didn't have – I think his longest run was 11 yards, was it? Who? Uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's longest run was 8 yards. 8 yards, excuse me. And Gus yards. had a 14-yarder. There we, That's what it was, Gus. But the Seahawks, for the most part, they slowed that run the running backs down. They just had no answer for Lamar. Yeah. And there really – I don't think there is an answer for Lamar in the league. You got to put a fast guy there. You got to have someone with speed to QB spy him. I mean, or you or you can bring a bunch of pressure with some of your nickels, nickel cornerbacks, and they can get in the backfield. Which they did try. They blitzed him a few times, too. And we saw what happened. Yeah, actually, you know what they blitzed him? They blitzed him on that 30-yarder that he had yes. in the fourth quarter. Yes. Jamar Taylor comes in on the blitz. It doesn't get there, and then the field is just open. Yeah, him. and that situation, that right defensive tackle or DN has to set the edge. He has to be ready for that. Because when he's coming, you gotta be ready for him to put your hand out and get him. There was nobody there. I think I think Clowney gets some good pressure on that play, and then just Lamar steps up and around it. I would I would say set the edge when you know a blitzer is coming from that side, your corner, and you know you have Lamar Jackson. You have to set that edge. You have to be prepared for uh, what if he actually breaks it. That way you are there, and now Lamar's gonna have to slide and take the sack. Or he's going to try to cut back, and that's not going to be good for him. Well, his cutback game is mean. It's mean, but I don't know how he'll stand up against a cornerback who is running full speed and is ready to make a play. Um, I don't know. Lamar might be, like I said, he might be the most elusive dude I think I've ever seen play that play that spot. He really looked like Doug Baldwin. Like, with an arm. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> Did with, you see his sidearm throws today? No, yeah. He threw, threw one, two he, of those. Yeah, he threw Beautiful. one to the tight end for like a 20-yard. The tight end like, that can catch. What's his name? Boyle, the other guy. I don't know their whole roster. I only know. No, like I just three remember dudes. his name. Don't worry. I know it's not like I know these guys, but Boyle. Yeah, I think his last name was Boyle. He nice little sidearm. The guy that can catch. Good for him. I think Mark Andrews can catch. Yeah, not today. Uh, no, no, not not today. <laughs> he doesn't You're, care. They got the win. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I mean, good one for the Ravens. The Ravens are a good team. And that's speaking of a good team. If you think about it, Seahawks fans, it's not all doom and gloom. The end of the world. The Seahawks have lost to the 
to the Saints, which is arguably the best team in the NFC. I think they are the best team in the NFC. Okay, I'm not saying that's a good loss. Like, oh, yeah, Chris, good. They lost to a great team. They actually did, and it was a great game. You lose the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're the third, probably the second best team in the AFC right I don't now. think that was a great game, though. Not by the them. Saints. No, the Saints game? Oh, it wasn't about them being a great game right now. That was a bad game. Right now, I think the Saints are, if not the best team in the NFC. And then in the AFC, oh, yeah, they are. They you are. have the Patriots. Pat Mahomes goes down. The Chiefs are kind of, uh, they might be looking at third. And then you can put Baltimore right in there at second. I mean, that's how good this team is. Their defense is questionable, but they did their part today, and that's why they went out and got, oh, Marcus Peters, who came up big, which kind of leads to the offense not playing. Yes, yeah, see, we disagree here. I think the offense was poop. I poop, poop, poop. Couldn't <laughs> run block. For, I swear, couldn't couldn't run block. Uh, couldn't really pass protect. Russ got hit eight times. Yes, Russ was back there running for his life. I, I know hear he only, you. He only, I think he only officially scrambled twice. But come on, man, that was that was not good. I think I think they missed Dwayne Brown. As much as I like George, cool dude, nice cat, had a cool jacket on today. They couldn't pass protect, and then a lot of the guys even said it. I think Pete Carroll actually in his post game thing was like, yeah, he thought the pass protection was good. I don't know what the hell Pete Carroll was watching. I think it was more so in the first half. I think in the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, because it was still 13-13 for what? Up into, I forget what point it was, 13-13 how long it was, but I do know that it wasn't all bad. It just, that I think things changed when Lamar Jackson scrambled for fourth and two and we scrambled on third and 15, third and long and they were going to go for the field goal. And instead, they go for it, and they punch it in the end zone, and now they go up 19-13. to 13. That was a time when the game changed. Because at that point, the Seahawks' offense was moving for the most part. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the pass rush was good, though. Or the pass protection was good. They were moving the ball. Tyrell Lockett, he had five catches today for 70 yards, was it? 55? I mean, he 61 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. I mean, I think, I think for the most part... They were doing well. I just think after that play, it went all downhill. Uh, I'll have to go back when when all the film comes out. I can definitely backtrack on that. But can I read Pete's quote? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I found. I found. I found yes. it. He said, "I think our pass protection, particularly when you looked at us going down the field at the end of the second quarter in the two minute drive, the guys did a good job. I think Russ was able to maneuver within the pass rush that was happening today. I don't know how many times he went down. How many sacks are there? He gets the answer. It was just one. Uh, Russ is getting banged." He's going to hang in there until the last second. He's a stud about that. But I thought the pass protection was pretty good, end quote. No, it was not pretty good. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but how many times did would we say that Russ was just back there dancing around when he could have thrown the ball earlier? Because I remember, what was it, last year you had a problem with Russ holding onto the ball too long and not getting rid of it, which was putting pressure on the offensive line, who was actually doing a decent job. I wonder how many times today that came into play where he actually held onto the ball a little longer than he should have. I don't think it was that because I can see the whole field obviously because I'm there. I don't think it was that many times. I really I I don't have the full quote in front of me right now, but I remember even talking to Jer, uh, Jermaine Fetty. He was dejected after the game, like yo, we didn't play well, you know, myself included. Justin Britt was like, yeah, you know, I I start, saw Justin Britt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, the pressure was coming up the middles, coming from the, coming from the edges. You know, I th- I thought the receivers weren't great today, but I think it really starts up front. I don't think I don't know what Pete's talking about. I think he's watch. I think by the time this comes out, it'll be Monday morning. I think when you hear Pete on the radio or when we talk to him uh, Monday afternoon, yeah, I think he's going to probably backtrack, walk that back a little bit because, nah, man, when your quarterback gets hit eight times, 
I bet you the pressure numbers look crazy. Like Rush was, yeah, it was, it was not great. I was, I was pretty scared for Russ because he was back there just getting scraped off the ground. Like his jersey was dirty, man. Yeah, he got, he got hit a few times. I'm not gonna lie. There, there was a bunch of hits on him. He got, there was a, was, pa- not pass interference. It was a roughing the passer call. That I, I don't think that was a good call. Um, refs are gonna make bad calls quite often. But so. when I say the offense is poop too, I'm taking into account everything. Russ's pick six was terrible. It was a terrible just play, just all around. Uh, I think he had Tyler Lockett open, got scared, and and threw it to JB, and a bad pick Marcus six. Peters. Huh? Oh, well, he threw it to JB. <laughs> Eventually landed in the hands of Marcus Peters. Uh, DK's fumble is inexcusable. Come on, man. That's just ain't no way around. Now you got to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Same thing with Chris Carr. Like, nobody even hit DK, and he, you know, or yeah, did they was, hit him? No, no, no. He was trying to just, he had the ball in one hand. He was trying to cradle it, tuck it away, and the ball just slipped right Right out. Yeah, see, that's 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 poop. Pass protection, poop. Let me see the run numbers here. I, I've used the word poop Chris like Carson 12 had, times. Chris Carson 80 yards today? No, he didn't crack 80. It was 21 carries for 65 yards. Huh? Well. That's poop. It was bad, man. I don't think there was anything good. Tyler's catch was good. His I touchdown guess. was good. Yeah, it was a good touchdown catch. Uh, Jerron Brown's 48-yarder in garbage time was all he right. He dropped a touchdown today too, man. Uh, what in yeah. the hell? Yeah. We started with Lamar, and I think that's the the bigger the biggest problem, at least for the the defense, because uh, the secondary, like we mentioned, was pretty good. I thought Trey Flowers was good today. I think Shaq only gave up like uh, one catch. I think there was five passes defense by the no the six. secondary. If there's one bright spot, it was the secondary by far. Yeah, because that's hard to get passes defense. I think KJ had two of them. Yeah, we mentioned that Bobby had one on the in the end zone. Trey Flowers killed Mark Andrews once. No, they were. I thought that Marquise Blair had one of his first start. Yeah, he perfect on Mark Andrews. Didn't touch him. Used the left hand, swatted the ball away. Perfect. Yeah, man, you can't. Pitch the offense has just been putting up poop, man, in in these games against the good teams, and that's that's concerning for me. Like, well, for, I I don't really like that personally. If I was anything to be worried about for the long term, I would see quarterbacks aren't just going to run all over them, duh, because no. they know Lamar Jackson's in the league. Really, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's the closest thing, but. Looking like poop at home? Come on, man. This is supposed to be the 12 man. This is supposed to be where they're unbeatable and all that stuff. And they just lost at home twice, man. We ain't even out of October. I hear you. What's going on here, man? No, it's that's bad. Bad, bad, bad. I need to use a different word other than poop. But I feel like I I I don't get to use poop very often. Poop soup? (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't like that they were poop, but I think that's the best way to describe it. The good news is they have the Atlanta Falcons who are struggling up. Uh yeah, and they might not have Matt Ryan. Use that pass rush to the advantage. Even if you, 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 the you can look like poop against anyone though. So no, you can. But like to the, the Bengals point, stink, and they look like poop against them too. They beat them though. That's true. You got to win. It, this could be a completely different conversation if they start off on one, lose to Ben Roethlisberger, or at that time if they lose Ben Roethlisberger, which they did, he got hurt. And it, we could be looking at a whole different team. But right now they lost to another good football team in Baltimore Ravens. Two turnovers that result in touchdowns. Yeah, man, that's just inexcusable. That, that hurts. Like that's the those are two and and I wrote about this too. Um, by the time this comes out, yeah, it'll definitely be out. That, that's the characteristics of a bad team. Like turning the ball over, yeah, it happens. It's just gonna happen. Duh. Turning it over in a situation that lead to touchdowns? Oh no, that's what bad teams do. That's what teams like the Dolphins do, and the Jets. Well, actually, I don't know if the Jets are bad, but. Like that's what teams like the Redskins or the Washington football team. My bad, uh, you know. But you, I think they've faced some adversity this season. 
Yeah, you're coming back. Always gonna face adversity unless you play the well, Dolphins. Not, not this. Today wasn't adversity. They just lost straight up. There wasn't. They had an opportunity to come down and score and get the ball back on an onside kick. DK fumbled the football. Russell Wilson throws a terrible pass. It was just one of those games where they got beat by a better football team today. Are the you think last thing today. before we go into question? Are the Ravens better today? Yes, they were. Better. Are they better though? They're a better team. I don't think they're a better team. Okay, but today they showed up and were the better team. The Seahawks knew coming oh, in yeah, that the this score suggests that the Seahawks knew coming in that this was the best run running team in the NFL. They slowed down the running backs, but they missed a step. They forgot about Lamar Jackson and what he could do, or they really just didn't know how good he was, and they got to prepare better. Uh, yeah, this might be one of those games where I've, I don't know how they did like the scout thing this week. They probably should have just had Tyler Lockett back there. Oh yeah, because Russ is not Lamar Jackson or Terry Wright. You gotta have someone. Terry that, X. Terry looks like Lamar when well, he runs. Then maybe I don't know if they they probably didn't use him because Lamar he was out there just running around. It looked like kids at recess, and there's just one kid that's just better than everybody who they just can't touch down. Yeah, I think he I was, tweeted that. I think I was like, Lamar's just better at, than the, than everybody else at this. Because exactly he is. It was. At least he was today. It was the eighth grader versus a bunch of fifth graders at recess playing tackle football, and they just threw the ball to the kid, and he was just running all over the place. Except for Lamar's the quarterback. Yeah, it looked like the 0-4 Vic, to quote Brandon. Pretty much, man. To I, quote I, Brandon I, Jackson. I, I tweeted, Lamar Vic with a gif of Vic doing a spin move and breaking out. Yeah, no. He's he, real. He's really real. But you know what else is real? Our Twitter questions. We want to thank everybody again. For asking questions, we got quite a few of them, so let's jump right into it. You ready, Mike? Oh uh, yeah, I guess I always say this is my favorite part, favorite part of the show. All right. Well, except for the intro when we shout out the company because uh, shout out to the company. <laughs> Our guy Ryan Turner at Turns Forty Four. I love this, by the way. Okay, calm down, folks. They are still five and two and on the schedule for a, for ten to eleven wins. L.J. Collar was a freak today. No, no, no. I think L.J. there Actually, means Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, excuse me. I jumped right to our first to see our first round draft pick. Lamar Jackson was a freak today, and he just happened to take over in the second half. It happens. Love the secondary today. Nine completions on 119 yards from Lamar Jackson. How much have they improved, and how can and how good can they be? Keep killing it. Is the they in this the secondary? Yes. Is that what he means? Yes. Okay. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah, yeah. He always asks questions. Love it, love it. Yeah, man, I think the secondary was really good. Marquise Blair stepped in and played fine. I don't know what his, uh, his final numbers were, but, you know, like I said, he had that pass breakup. I think he was – I don't think he missed any tackles today. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, but overall, you look at the number 9 of 20 for a buck 43, five passes defense. The secondary, I think, is all right. I really just think that their problem is, is Jared Goff. <laughs> it's so weird for me to say that. For real. I think the problem is Jerry Goff. I think if they played Andy Dalton again this the next week, they would destroy the Bengals. I really yeah. think they would. Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo. Could it be a JG thing? Are we going to find out? I don't Wow. I didn't know how you, I was wondering where you was going with that. <laughs> I, maybe? We'll find out. Won't I, we? don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we, will. we will. We will on Monday Night Football in a couple, couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, I think their weakness is just basically Jared Goff. I mean, the other teams have thrown well, yeah, but... No one's lighting them up. Jared lit them up. So, ah, uh, yeah. Maybe Jeff Fisher calls up Jared. Uh, no, Jared. Uh, if he gets a phone call that says Jeff Fisher, you need to block that. Change your number. Well, maybe he's saying, hey, I got a few plays that you can run against the Seahawks. Nope, nope, nope. No, 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 no. Because he had Pete's number. Jared shouldn't listen to it. He shouldn't have Jared's number. <laughs> Change your number, Jared Goff. But, yeah, I think the secondary is, is, is playing all right. I think, just think they need to never play Jared Goff again. 
Well, that's it. There, there it is. That's their weakness. Our next question comes from Gaz Singh at Gaz Sahoda. You stop Lamar Jackson by controlling the old line and running the ball. Why didn't the Hawks try that? I don't. I don't know. They did try that, or maybe I don't know if that's the best way to stop Lamar. You can't stop Lamar Jackson. The best way to stop Lamar Jackson is to hit him. They didn't do that. They did not hit him once. Like that's pretty bad. And I don't think that Lamar is the type of dude where like you need to your best offense, your best defense is your offense. You know that used to be the case for like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers sometimes. Patrick Mahomes is definitely like that. You want to keep him off the field. I think you can just stop Lamar with your defense. The problem is he's just a freak. He's just a freak. I don't think the game plan was was bad. Also, they ran it 21 times with Chris Carson, one with CJ Procise, one with Tyler Lockett. Like, they tried running it. It just ain't work. The best run of the day belonged to CJ Procise. That's, I like CJ. That's usually not a good sentence you want to hear is the best run of the day was by CJ Procise. You just don't want to hear that. So, I mean, yeah, if your O-line's getting whipped, your O-line, by the way, without its two best linemen. Yeah. Like, let's not forget about that. Dwayne Brown ain't no just scrub, right? Like, there's a reason why they paid him. He's good. He's better than everyone else. DJ Fluker is a really good blocker, at least run blocking. They didn't have him. What happened? Couldn't run the ball. So I know they've had some success with Jamarco Jones, but, like, he's a backup. And I think a healthy DJ is better. So, yeah, the plan wasn't bad. The execution was just awful. All right. Next up, we have Mauricio at Gnarly Rad Dad. Should Seattle find a new scout? Their first rounders have hardly paid off the past few years. They traded their best pass rusher and didn't even find a defensive end that can stay in rotation. Um, well, to be fair to Seattle, they didn't just have one scout that picked everybody, right? Same dude who found Jermaine Fetty. Probably isn't the dude who found LJ. I'd have to go look, although they're both from Texas uh, in terms of where they played college. Uh, and that dude definitely isn't the dude who found Rashad Penny. So, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to do that to the scouts. I think the scouts are all right. I mean, they found guys like David Moore and Chris Carson and Will Disley's, and, you know, they've, they've found some some decent guys, DK Metcalf. The scouts are all right. Uh, you know, finding the thing about first-round picks is the expectations for them are really high, so they're graded on a little bit of a, 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 a different scale, which they should be. I, I don't think it's the scouts. I just think they should just never draft in the first round at all. They for real haven't had a good first-round pick since Earl. Oh, well, Bruce. Bruce was Bruce, Bruce was, 2012. Bruce was good. It depends on what you your expectations were for Bruce. But, yeah, I don't think it's it's the scouts. They just shouldn't. They're just bad luck. Malik McDowell was bad luck. I know he wasn't a first-round pick. But, I guess, how are you supposed to know that dude's going to break his face? Right? Like, <laughs> for real. Even if you knew he was a knucklehead. You can handle a knucklehead. You can't handle a knucklehead breaking his face. Right? Like, that. that's... That's pretty bad. I do think the LJ Collier pick looks rough, but again, the injury, you know, you don't account for him breaking his, or not breaking, spraining his ankle on the second day of camp that was, yeah. third day of camp. Rashad Penny, you don't, you know, account for him breaking his finger in a pass block drill during practice. You know, that that throws things off. I, I do agree that they haven't, you know, had like home run hits there too, but I don't think it's like, all right, let's just fire everyone in our scouting department. You know who did that? The Raiders. You know who you never want to copy? The Raiders. They're three and three right now. Oh wait, is that the Jets that did that? Oh dang, it I was the Jets. Remember. My bad. It's the Jets. You don't want to copy the Jets either. Definitely don't do that. Next up, Nick Skellington at NKDD ninety six. So is the pass rush officially bad now? I think it was bad a couple of weeks ago, man. For real, they're just not getting to anybody, right? Like 
They didn't get to Jared Goff. They didn't get to Baker Mayfield. They didn't get to Lamar. Uh, who else didn't they get to? They didn't get to Mason Rudolph. Uh, they got to Kyler Murray. His O-line is bad. No, the pass rush is bad. Jay Reed played today and didn't make it no better. And it, this was his first game, but still, the pass rush is not good. It's not good. It, there's no way around that. I know guys have tried to rationalize. Brandon tried to rationalize it to me today, which is fine. You're supposed to be optimistic. If I ask you that, you're not going to come out and say, hey, we suck. I mean, you could, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't. So it's wise. But personally, I don't think the pass rush is good. I know they've been said, yeah, that it takes time to gel. Ziggy Ansah didn't play. Nah, man. It's just not good. That's I don't know how to good. fix it either. I really don't know how to fix the pass rush. There's only so much you can do. You can only scheme up so much. You don't want to just send a bunch of blitzes and everything. Eventually, you just need dudes to beat dudes. And dudes ain't beating dudes. They there it poop. is. More poop. <laughs> Next up, we got Kevin. What's up, Kev? He wants to know, at Kev Clutter, by the way, Kev Clutter 2, why does DK not play physical? He's big as beep. Oh, man. That's I reject that premise. I think DK plays physical just fine. I think he's talking about one play where DK could have. Yeah, he's talking about the play that was the Pete challenge for pass interference. Was, was a Pete, stupid challenge. Pete has by the way. to realize what a pass interference. Pete's timeout is. usage is just a, just a joke. It's it's very Andy Reid like. But not DK um, slapped a dude in the face today on the top of a route. He's physical <laughs> yeah. for real. Slap dude smooth I, in the face and then drop the pass. Just an overreaction. It's all right, Kev. Relax, man. Yeah, nah. DK also ran through someone's face in Cleveland, so. Yeah. Nah, he's a physical cat. All right. Stuart Court. He wants to know, reindeer sausage or pig's blood? Okay. That may <laughs> sound like a random question. I can explain. The short version is Stu is from London. It's the home. It's from England. Uh, shout out to Stu. It's the homie. He was in town for the game. I went to a tailgate with the homies from, from England. Uh, who were here for the game, and one of the people in the group, she's actually from Alaska, and she comes down for every game, her and her husband, and they bring C- king crab from Alaska mm. and reindeer sausage, right? So that's why the reindeer sausage part comes in. The pig's blood, apparently over there in England, they they do the pig's blood thing. It's like, uh, I forget what it, it's on a dish that looks really gross. I forget what it's called. I think it's called black something. Anyway, uh, the reindeer sausage was all right, a little, little spicy, uh, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to have pig's blood. Pig's blood will never touch my lips. Well, that was a quick answer. Uh, Yeah. Next up, we have Robert Kraft, massage therapist. Oh, my God. Ceci Stasia. Hope I'm saying that right. No, you're probably butchering that ad. How would you say it, Mike? I don't know. That's your job to read the Twitter names. <laughs> Give it a shot. No, absolutely not. Great. Thanks for leaving me hanging. All right. You're welcome. Which coach's fault is this? Would you put Pete on the hot seat or shoddy? Or Ken Norton. Um, let's see. If I had, to, I don't think it's any of the coaches' fault, really. If I did have to place blame on one, I would probably go with Ken because I don't think they did enough uh, containing, like you mentioned. I think the a the pass rush just wasn't getting there, but I don't think the contains were very good either. But honestly, I don't even think it would have mattered because, like, let's say you have like Quentin Jefferson containing Lamar, right? Quentin, Lamar could probably just juke him, bro. Like, yeah, he, we saw that today. <laughs> like, you can't really contain. You can only contain so much. Your best job of containing is probably collapsing the pocket on him, which is probably what they counted on, and it just didn't work. I don't think this one was like, oh, the coach is stunk. And trust me, I would say if the coach is stunk. I love saying when the coaches stink because it's just easy to blame. <laughs> For real, I can say they stink because they don't ever listen to the show and it ain't really going to get back to them. If it is, they ain't going to say nothing because they're used to accepting criticism. They've been yes. around us for a little bit. Players, no, nah, nah, I, ain't, I ain't trying to get hemmed up by nobody. So, 
I accidentally asked a player if he could fight the other day. That was it was, it was not not <laughs> not good. I swear it was an accident, but he looked me up and down and said, "You want to see?" And I was like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, I, I can maybe, but I don't. I don't put this one on the coaches. Coaches don't miss tackles. Uh, you know, coaches don't throw pick sixes. Coaches don't fumble. You know, that's they just give you the game plan to execute. Right. Yeah, you gotta execute. You gotta catch the ball, and you gotta hold on to the ball, and you gotta not get the ball to the other team. Plain and simple. I mean, look at the turnover margin. It was two nothing in favor of the Ravens. Plus 14 points. Right. How much they lose by? 14 points. There it Boom. is. Boom. Hold on to the ball. Hey, ain't nothing to do with the coaches. Next up, we got B at Nurse B 2012. Will Dwayne Brown be back next week? feel like protection was not good today. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that earlier. I don't know if Dwayne. Dwayne hasn't practiced, what, since the week before the Saints game, I think? Man, Dwayne hasn't practiced in forever. I don't know. That Thursday night game, man, that that really just took a toll on his bicep, man. I, I'm not really sure what's wrong with him, but I I would think he comes back. He's got to practice. Until he practices, I just cannot be confident. So I would say no, but they need him. They really do. They really do. Russ can't play like that against Atlanta because they will lose. The yeah. Falcons, I don't think – well, the Falcons are a bad team. But anybody can win a game except for the Dolphins. <laughs> but the Dolphins are bad. They got lit up by Josh Allen today, I think. Like, they're, they're just – they're they're just bad. They're just bad. Next up, we got Kerry Pavish Anderson, KPA Singh. Turnovers cost us big today, but we still do a lot of things well against a solid team. As we go to face a team that's won just one game, what do you think the Seahawks need to refocus on in order to secure a win? I would disagree with the idea that they did a lot of things well against the Ravens. Do you think they did a lot of things well? I honestly can point to the fact that their offense wasn't terrible all four quarters. I think today was more a game about playing a complete game, which the Seahawks have not done all season. To okay. her point, I can't say it was it was all bad. Okay. I think the turnovers was the biggest thing today. Well, yeah. But, okay, let's say that we did a lot of things well apart. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say to, to define a lot, let's give it three, three things well. Do you think there was three things done well today? Oh, man. No. Okay. Boom. There we go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what well, did actually, inter- secondary. One. Stops right there. Record. Ty Lockett, I'll show you love, man. Tyler. Um. Yeah, I guess. Tyler played well. You got anything else? <sighs> nope. Jason oh. Myers. Jason, he missed a kick. And he made one. He made two, I think, but he also uh, <laughs> he also missed one because he never kicked. That was a soft field goal attempt, too. Uh, so the thing to refocus on is pass protecting. you got to protect Russ, whatever it takes. If that's a hold, then hold somebody. You're not going to call it every play. It's the same thing like when you tell defenders, like, yeah, put your hands on him, you know, on the receiver. It's not yep. going to call illegal contact every time. They were letting him play today, by the way. The Ravens are getting their hands all over guys today. Uh, so those would be the two two things, pass rush and protect Russ, like, Come on, man. Those those are the two. But yeah, I, don't, I disagree that they did a lot of things well. They, they got two and a half because I, I think, think it looks like poop. I think the O line played well in the first half, and then the second half, everything went sideways. Uh, so two and a half, close enough. That's not a lot. But go ahead. <laughs> Next question. Next question. We're gonna combine these two because they both have to do with a little bit of the tight ends. We have James Jang twenty three at James Jang twenty three, and Stephen Forster at Stephen underscore Forster. So basically, they want to know about the tight end situation. Are the Seahawks going to try to get a tight end before the trade deadline since Will Disley is out? And Steven wants to know, could it be O.J. Howard? Okay, so I, t- trading for tight ends is tricky uh, So because it's a it's a valuable position, but you don't want to spend a lot of like 
capital to get one, right? I think even like giving up a fifth rounder for Nick Vanette was like a lot. That was weird for the Steelers to do. Like you're better off trying to develop one. You know, I mean, they brought in Ty- they brought back Tyrone Swoops. I think he's on the practice squad right now. They called up Jacob Hollister, who uh, played a little bit today. I think he had a few catches. Uh, they obviously they still have uh, Luke Wilson in his hair. I I don't think it's enough to trade for one. Like, would you want OJ Howard? Like, what do you got to give up to get OJ Howard from Tampa Bay? You probably got to give up like a third round pick. I think the Seahawks stick with what they got. Ed Dixon will be back soon. Oh, that's true. I forgot about Ed. You know what? If you're, maybe maybe if you. If the Bucks are stupid and like, hey, take Jacob Hollister in a fifth rounder for, and give us OJ, OJ Howard, that is, not the other OJ on Twitter. <laughs> you don't want him at all. Keep that dude away from you. Uh, that maybe, but why would the Bucks do that though? They won't. I I see where you're going with it, but like, what's the most you would give up for OJ Howard? I know that's tough, right? Fifth round, right? You know, but maybe OJ, isn't um, what what pick was OJ Howard a third round pick? I know he was really good at Alabama. I, that's the thing. It's like, what can't do, stay healthy. Well, also he's just—they're just not using him in that offense because Bruce Arians. I don't know. Maybe he's in the—he's in the doghouse or whatever. But uh, let's see. He, oh, he was a first-round pick. Yeah, nineteen. No. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Maybe the, the most I'm willing to give up to is a fifth rounder. I, the best deal I'd be like, hey, do you want Jacob Hollister and our, our fifth-round pick for OJ since you're not using him? If the Bucks are like, yeah, sure, then you're like, oh yeah, let's do it. Otherwise. No, 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 no. He's too. That's it. Then otherwise, who else are you gonna trade for? Right? Like who's who's a tight end that's out there? No, I'm not. It's tough. You just gotta develop who you got, and ho- hopefully, Ed coming back uh, will help. There you go. And then James Jang has one more question. Appreciate it, James at James Jang twenty three. Why has the linebacker play been so bad this season? And was it a mistake to pay Bobby and KJ and not Sherm and Earl? Um. Hmm. Okay. There's a few things here. There's a lot going on in that that question. Let's address the back end of that because that Earl kind of suggested that um, this week. Did you uh, that comment that Earl made uh, in the week? He said like in his exit in Seattle, he felt like he was being phased out in favor of the linebackers, which didn't really make sense to me because when Earl announced his holdout, which I think is what sparked the problem. Uh, they had no idea that they were going to bring in Michael Kendricks, right? Because he hadn't been, you know, got by the feds yet. So really it was just like, all right, he's saying they chose Bobby and KJ over him. I don't think that was the case. I, I really don't. They honestly could have paid all those guys for for what it's worth. So there's that. I don't think it was a mistake. No. They didn't choose Bobby and KJ over Sherman Earl. Does that make sense? That's kind of what I'm So that premise, that part of it I think is is incorrect. They could have just paid all of them. They just didn't want them. I've learned this in this game covering the NFL. You pay the guys you want. It's really simple. If you want to do, you'll pay for them. Bottom line. Yeah, cap situation, whatever. The cap can be manipulated to pretty much keep whoever you want. It'll cost some, it'll, you know, you'll have some casualties there, like Frank Clark was just one. At the end of the day, if they wanted to pay Frank, they would have just paid him. They could have. The money was there. So I don't think they had to choose between Bobby and KJ and Sherman Earl. I think Earl's wrong in that regard so there's that should they have paid earl 100 percent? yes not paying earl was stupid i will hear no arguments otherwise so now can we get to the first part of this the linebacker play is so bad this year chris am i tripping i don't think the linebacker play has been bad i think a lot of fans are just overreacting to one to another loss in which they felt they they could have won 
And in these situations, you look at certain plays today, linebackers getting chewed up by Lamar Jackson. Today was a bad day for them, for the most part. I don't. I still don't think Bobby missed any tackles today. He had 13 tackles today. KJ had two passes defense today. Also, I don't think. That, I think Michael Kendricks has been like iffy in coverage. I think that's he's uh, missed a lot of tackles too, though. Uh, yeah, no, that's he. I mean, he might be. If you want to point out who's struggling in the linebacker core, it would be Kendrick. He's been hit and miss too, though, because like he's he was. T- he's been. been tough. A, he was a good blitzer against the Cardinals. Uh, he had a he had a a good pass breakup in Cleveland. Uh, I think on the same route that he gave up the touchdown on. So. I don't know. I don't think the linebacker, but somebody mentioned that to me in the press box too. That's been like a down year for Bobby. I don't think so. What, what, what are they looking at? I guess when they say LeBron has a down year at twenty-seven and seven. Yeah, that's what it feels seven. like. Like we're <laughs> waiting for something like Bobby had a pass break up on the goal line today. Yeah, like, it's just overreaction on a loss. Bobby just went and stripped uh, Todd Gurley you know, uh, against the Rams. Like I don't, I don't know. KJ had an interception. Had two two passes defense today. The run defense. Uh, again, they're still bottling up running backs. Chubb got him, but I don't think that was on the the linebackers there. I think if Bradley McDougal makes an open field tackle, Chubb probably doesn't crack 100 yards. Yeah, in that game. So I, I'm not sure what metric people use on the bad linebacker play. I think their base defense has been fine. The front sevens been okay as a whole. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people what metric people use for that. I think the linebacker play has been fine. There it is. Bobby, Bobby's not playing poorly. KJ's not playing poorly. They're asking KJ to do a lot, especially in coverage, too. Yeah. Uh, he made a hell of a play today against Mark Andrews, knocking it out of his hands when he did. Yeah. Like, that was a for-sure touchdown. He almost took it away for a pick. Yeah, that's that's actually true. He ripped it and almost had an interception on that. So, yeah, I, I think the, uh, it's the, it must be the overreaction thing. It has to be. And, and I understand it, it's just makes sense. I understand why, but it's just one game. And, again, as Ryan pointed out, the Seahawks are looking at 10-11 wins right now. I don't know about that. You don't think are looking at 10-11 wins right now? Um, I'm not really sure. Well, let's think. Is let's, that the hot take to end the let's, let's get a hot take from you if that's not it. So I think they should beat the Falcons. Okay, that'll put them at 6-2. and two. I think they should beat the Bucks. They're 7-2. and two. I don't think they'll beat the 49ers. Okay, 7-3. and three. They should beat the Eagles. 8-3. and three. I don't think they'll beat the Vikings. Eight and four. I don't think they'll beat the Rams. Eight and five. This could all change, you know, with injuries. We're at eight and five. And, yeah, That's fine. Whatever. Eight and five. They should beat Carolina. Nine and six. Uh, they should beat the Cardinals. Ten and six. There's ten wins. There it is. Oh, and they. I don't think they'd beat the Niners again. I think there the, you go. I don't know. You just did it to Ryan's yeah, point. Yeah, I guess. That's it. That's all. That's all he said. He didn't say twelve. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true. Ten wins. They are probably are just. looking at. They probably are looking at. They don't play some very good QBs here, uh, for a little bit. They get Jimmy G twice. I don't think he's good. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is good. I think he's all right. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is the definition of mediocre. I think when you go to the quarterback dictionary and look up, hey man, what's mediocre mean? <laughs> There's a picture of Kirk Cousins staring at you. I. Uh, it's funny when I see tweets. Oh, he's lighting up this week. It's like, okay, he does light people up. No, and then the next week he'll throw because for mediocre, 70 yards. mediocre means you're not good and you're not bad. You are in the middle of those <laughs> two things, and I think Kirk is that. He's the perfect example of that. There's no one better in the league. Maybe Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's also in that discussion as well. Yeah, I think Dak can be good, and you know, then he'll have some days where he's he's poop. Kirk is very similar to Mad Cheeks, man. Jared Goff is nearing that territory. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. We want to thank everyone for asking your questions. We appreciate the love and support.
be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend as Mike used to say. We'll get you back on that, man. That's true. That's true. My bad. I've been slipping. We were, every time we record, I'd be tired, man. I, At least I it doesn't s- come off in the show. I feel like I got good energy. I second that. At least it's not midnight tonight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm going to be up past midnight, but. I feel you. I'll be up another hour editing. But other than that, we will catch you guys later this week. Anything you want to add before we shake, Mike? Uh, no. We just want to say I appreciate the love. We, again, I want to shout the f- listeners out every week, whether you're listening to iTunes, Spotify. What else is there? Stitcher, Bro, Spreaker. I, I Heart Radio. Who knew there was so many places to listen to podcasts? I know. and then, Yeah. Long story short, thank you all. Appreciate it. Yeah, no. We really, really do appreciate that, man. I don't care if we're tired. We're recording at 3 in the morning, whatever. At the end of the day, if you guys rock with us, we are very happy to do it. There would be no show without y'all. It'd just be me and Chris talking to each other real loud <laughs> and awkwardly. So, thank you so much. You see, I don't have to drive me. You can say that for your mama. Maybe you should smoke some, man.